Hello and welcome to the Singing for Health Network podcast. My name is Ruth Routledge and I'm a Singing for Health practitioner researcher as well as being a choir leader, a composer and arranger and a singer. And I am delighted to welcome today our guest Stephen Deasley who is a composer, a facilitator, a choir leader and also the director of a music charity. Hello Stephen. Hello, Ruth. We, we, I think we share similar interests, it sounds like. Yes, I think we do. Would you just tell us a little bit more about exactly, exactly who you are and what you do? My journey, yes. So I'm based in Scotland. I live in Edinburgh. Very lucky to be in this city. I've been here for about 20 years and I think I've been working as a facilitating creative musician, whatever that means, in community and social settings and school settings for about 25 years and I think I came through that through composition through you know so that that act of being a kind of creative composing facilitator in the room um, with non-traditional groups and community groups and that that was my that I, I guess that was my route into this non-hierarchical beautiful space that I think we both like to inhabit Mm. Uh, I've worked with lots of a lot of the national companies, both in Scotland and in Ireland, which is where I was born, and across the UK, on working on quite large-scale works. I think as a composer, I've done a lot of work in opera with youth opera mm. and young people's opera. But the bedrock of my work and the, the touchstone that I always come back to is this inclusive space, right. um, this sometimes indefinable i think we actually maybe we've just been calling it inclusive in the in the last decade prior mm. to that it was community-based work i think or community music um and there there are lots of crossovers but yeah so i've come to this this foundation of my work um which touches i think lots of demographics so i do work with older people i do work with young people i work in early years i work in schools Mm. work in kind of broad um, uh, intergenerational communities um, but everything in that space for me is bound together by, the, by this idea of access and inclusion yeah and that impulse led me to the creation of a charity called love music which is based in scotland and that is we set it up 12 years ago that for me is is the place where I get to do the kind of work that I want to make in the way that I want to make it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so having having worked wow, with, the dream. Having work, it is a dream. <laughs> having worked with lots of beautiful, brilliant people and beautiful, brilliant companies, there's no such thing as perfect as theirs. No. <laughs> so, so I set up that charity and that, that is, is about 60% of my work. So I still mm. work as a creative facilitator and a consultant with other companies and with other projects one of them being Luminate Scotland which is Scotland's um, creative aging um, organization and it was with Luminate that we developed the dementia inclusive singing network in Scotland right fantastic so um dementia inclusive singing that's very, very yeah it is very interesting <laughs> actually because I mean you know I am very aware of the singing for lung health movement and there's sing to beat Parkinson's and sing to beat dementia and you know these different strands which do tend to be quite segmented yeah. um tell me about your um dementia inclusive work so it was uh it was an opportunity to um 
in Scotland to bid in um, for a piece of kind of active research and engagement um, with kind of Scottish communities. Um, but three years ago, one year before the pandemic, <laughs> so, <laughs> through the, uh, the Life Changes Trust and the Bering Foundation, Luminate were able to make a pitch to try and build a network of song leaders and choir leaders in Scotland who had an interest in or already in, in working with people living with a dementia within their own communities or indeed were working specifically with group of people living with a dementia. Mm. The, the primary question and the provocation that I, I brought to Illuminate and we brought to the, this um, application process was about the wider singing community in its broadest terms. And the question I ask myself and I still ask myself is about that idea of inclusive community singing and whether everything has to be segregated. Mm. You know, why, very... why do we segregate all the time? There, for sure, um, if you're living with a dementia, or if you look, if you're caring for someone who's living with dementia, there is a a wellspring of support in being with other people who understand the challenges that you are faced with every day, and that you know that's a massive support network, and there is a huge place for that kind of work. But I was gen genuinely interested in the broader sweep, you know, the 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 larger, softer impact work potentially that we might be able to do so by that what exactly do you mean by that the larger softer work i mean in my own city in edinburgh there's got to be 40 40 community choirs there's got yeah. to be um i know of a lot of them and what if um even a percentage of those community choirs in terms of their leadership and style and ethos and qu quality of of output were able to include people living on their doorsteps with a dementia. Mm. Um, what, what are the things that you can offer in terms of training and access mm. and tools and resources to allow those communities to ask those, those questions of themselves? Are, are we really inclusive? What does that mean? Yeah. And does that mean we can't invite people in or support people living with dementia? Mm. So I'm, I'm genuinely interested in that because it, it it is um it is ambitious <laughs> it's yes. also scalable um and it is potentially transformational and i say this because all of the like the majority of the people who work in this business in this sector it's not a business in this yeah. in, in this sector in this community have absolutely got 100 percent heart around holding their that community you, you know that's where their passion is yes that's where they're principles you know take them is trying to find a way to hold these communities and you know develop them and the pandemic shone a huge light on that for everybody yes so i just wonder about that idea that when you ask difficult questions and there are lots of myths about the inclusion in terms of people living with dementia um, if you ask difficult questions about inclusion and access and your own practice Mm. Um, maybe there's an opportunity for greater agency for our communities to, you know, for people to be able to choose the type of choir with the type of singing that they want to do on the day that they want to do it rather than the day when a specific dementia group is meeting to sing. Yes. I'm just interested in that idea of agency yes. um, and trying to encourage thinking around that. Mm. That's um that's very very interesting. You know, obviously there's this kind of segmented approach 
but this need for community as well that we all have mm. at all stages of our life and need for community with different kinds of people to ourselves that seems really important I think and something where singing is kind of quite new, unique as well in that it is so effective at bringing together different people in a cohesive kind of way yeah, it is and communities are dynamic you know they change and they shift and I, I have a I work with this, uh, the love music charity that works out of Edinburgh has a very very large community choir that meets in the Usher Hall we are 300 in number Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's vast. And it's now nine years old. And we've got people there who have been there from the first year. And we've got people there joining every year. It's a very dynamic space. And mm. yeah, find, yeah, finding ways to, to, to keep moving and to keep it dynamic and to keep it energetic is, is, yes. is kind of important, I think. Yes. And this idea as well, you, you mentioned a non-hierarchical space which yes. I think is quite interesting in, in terms of that dynamism that you're talking about but also in terms of inclusion and you also mentioned trying to find strategies to to support that inclusion and that um, safety really for people are there any particular strategies that you think are really really important in terms of that I mean the primary one has got to be the leadership style you know the the, the gift that you bring to that space and how you manage it mm. and that's not just in the room in the moment that is the preparation that you do the song choosing that you do the arranging that you do for that group to yeah. make it both accessible, achievable, challenging in all the right ways, mm. in, you know, emotionally, musically, um, thematically, socially, politically. Finding the big strategy, if I had one word to share, mm. <laughs> it would be balance. You know, so you're always, and that, if you're holding a space and looking after a community, you're always trying to find a way to balance everybody's needs everybody's mm. interests so um, my strategy is all mm. about balance and it is about the eclecticism of choice you know i always do a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of that a little bit of that some are difficult some are challenging some are harmonically rich some are melodically simple mm. and you're you're bringing that kind of concept of balance throughout your delivery in the moment but also in terms of your planning that's, that's my a, big strategy that's really interesting because it sounds to me as though you're very much finding the balance that people need through the music. I think so, yeah. And, mm. and so that in, com in combination with your offering, you know, the, the way you lead, the way you communicate. Right. The way you um, celebrate the achievements of the choir in the moment or, or, a, or a person's, an, an individual's contribution. Mm your ability to hold that mirror up to your community and go look what we did that was amazing you know just in that moment we don't need an audience what mm. we did now was great and then the the strategy of trying to find balance in everything you do i think mm. those those for me seem to be effective for me surely yeah the sort of overarching principle yeah um and in terms of uh, other than the sort of musical choices is there a particular system or way to ensure that people's voices are heard and that their tastes can be fulfilled what it would depends you say on, about that depends on scale ruth so yes. in, in the very I know large this is, this is what i'm wondering <laughs> how do you, you do that with 300 people well you don't it becomes yeah. very much like a dictatorship but but you you know when you're when you're passionate about your community are questioned by this idea of like how can we make this the best 
experience now? How can we make this the best experience for everybody? What is what does that mean for the choices I make in terms of music? Mm. You know, and the way we program and the way we work together. It's, it was interesting for me um, when I started working with Luminate in a care setting in 2014, which I think was my kind of gateway into working with older people and then looking at um, kind of pathways of working with people living specifically with a dementia. Mm. Um, I did some work in two care settings um, running at the same time, and, but I also suggested to Luminate that we worked with a different community. So I worked with an over 50s women's group as well in a similar area. And I was doing the same repertoire in all three settings. Mm. And then we brought everybody together. You know, we brought everybody together basically for a party. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we had 100 people in the room, but then we had that idea of breaking down boundaries between segregated communities. Mm. You know, so we put a lot of effort into working with our two care homes and the people living there and saying, oh no, this project only works if we can get you on a bus and we can get you to this party because we've got a band and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna host a community cabaret and you're part of it. That for me was a really interesting moment in looking at the power of the music and the, the power of the principles of singing together in an intergenerational way, but in a kind of cross community way. That was sort of fascinating. So everybody came into that space tooled up you know they knew their mm. songs and they felt empowered to be able to share that with other people who just happened to know the same material mm. and then suddenly you've got this you know very large group of people who are just connected by the work that you've done in terms of preparing them for that moment yes that's fascinating I, to me and i guess you the the songs were a constant and you as well as the facilitator exactly were also a, a real constant yeah, and you're you're holding all of those three spaces, you know, concurrently, mm. um, because you've done it in the care home. You know, you've done it in the sessions that you've led, led up to this moment of sharing. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. I mean, is your work based on research? No, but it is based on sort of twenty-five years of reflective practice. Do you formalise that in any kind of way, or this is your sort of lived experience that you? It's it's lived ex lived experience. Um, and what was it when I so I've set up a training program for song leaders and choir leaders through mm. the Dementia Inclusive Singing Network in Scotland and one of the challenges I then I gave to myself was trying to write and codify and, and yes. drill down into the core of the work as I thought that I wanted to share um, so I did begin to write and have started and um, kind of drilling down into the those muscles because they mm. are muscles you know they're sort of deeply in, they're deeply ingrained and they are again they're dynamic um i am working just at this minute with and this is a kind of provocation to myself in the last six months in in edinburgh we've set up a a project with a researcher from one of the edinburgh universities queen margaret university and this is a therapeutic singing program for primary school aged children in two schools um, in Edinburgh who have been significantly impacted um, by the last two and a half years of the pandemic. Yeah. So we're running a couple of pilots. What's interesting in terms of the process is that the researcher is in, this, in every session with me looking at impact on children's well-being but also looking at the the second to second strategies that I'm employing 
in that right. space ah. to be able to again to kind of codify what okay. is the root of the practice with the, the thought that maybe a lot of this is transferable so we're looking at some sort of kind of knowledge transfer mm. program in the next you know two or three years right. and also looking at a way to potentially reach young teachers and um, teachers in training in terms of looking at this you know inclusive way of working yes i guess that's where the real power of research can come in in terms of like you're saying codifying certain practices yeah. um or or qualities perhaps in a in a leader and yeah learning to develop and flex those muscles in a particular way oh that sounds very exciting just going back to your your dementia inclusive singing practice are there any particular strategies that you use in specifically with dementia in, inclusive practice again it's about scale isn't it so it depends mm. on the scale of the group in a in a small context eye level leading is one of the kind of the physiological things that i talk about which is basically I'm not the choir leader standing up on a podium looking down and, you know, mm. and managing the space, but I'm here at this eye level. Um, so a lot of my singing in a small room will be done, sit it'll be done sitting. Right. I'm still trying to find the physical engagement in my body that I need to model what I'm looking for in terms of, you know, interaction. But eye, mm. eye level leading for me is is a kind of really useful way to think about it. I use, that, I use that... a lot of comedy and a lot of humor, mm. um, a lot of banter, <laughs> a lot of chat, yeah. a lot of the very, very soft social skills. Um, right. th th this raises a few eyebrows, but I also make things difficult. <laughs> and sometimes even when kind of dealing with sort of warm ups and engaging our body, some of the things that I do are designed to fail. And what I mean is they're designed to get more complicated and more complicated and more complicated, not because I like the idea of complication, but just because it's funny, yeah. you know, and that moment when we collectively collapse and can't go any further <laughs> is a great leveler. And that sort of works is right across the board in terms of, you know, we'll work in a primary school setting and we'll work in a dementia inclusive singing setting. Absolutely. So, yeah, oh. I do. I do develop things that are designed to fail. Interesting, interesting. And I guess creating a space where it's absolutely fine to fail, you know. Yeah, it's... I mean, they're there specifically to make us laugh. You know, they're there okay. to create this kind of group dynamic of, you know, what are we here today to do? We're actually yes. here to have fun. So yes. you, you're modelling that very early on is a useful thing for me. I do similar things in my practice. And I think with like with a lot of these exercises, it probably touches different aspects of useful things but I also sometimes think that that feeling of being overloaded where you just can't do anything any anymore is also great for people who are worrying or overthinking things exactly. because actually they there's no space for that and so. also you're, you're modeling failure yourself you know you're yes. because you clearly can't do the thing that you're asking <laughs> yes. people to do which is an anathema to you know to the kind of leadership style that people sometimes expect they want you to know all the answers i love that idea of and i encourage it in you know people i work working with as a trainer that you bring your authentic self to this space and that means that you don't have all the answers and it does mean that you are touched emotionally in some ways and it's okay to share that because that's what you're asking for that authentic space that honest space 
It's always makes for beautiful singing, always makes for great kind of community development. Yes, yes. And coming to that, do you have particular ways in which you actually make sure that you're looking after your own health and well-being? Because obviously dealing with a group of vulnerable people who you do care about and, you know, that can be very challenging and... Um... I do. I've got... So I've got a couple of people who I've worked with over the last four or five years who work in similar ways to me and we share similar... Um, we are aligned in terms of our, our interests and, we, you know, where we want to invest our work and our time and our energy. And so I have a month a monthly chat outside and a walk in a park or you know with a with a really good friend who's a choir leader who works in a similar way just to decompress just Mm. to ask questions or not you know just to have a walk so yes yeah that's 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 that has been been something that's come out of the experience of actually being isolated Mm. throughout the pandemic and one of the big projects that i'm trying to to kickstart in Scotland is a gathering of song leaders and choir leaders, a national one, um, so that we can collectively come and share and support each other in what is, it's a very fragile s- sector. You know, the people who work independently as choir leaders and song leaders, we're not always connected. We're just not connected to large institutions that can look after ourselves. Yes. So I think we have to be slightly better at finding a way to do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you, you, your kind of monthly walk and talk, and is that is that something you would like to see formalised, really, for... Oh, no, that's just right for me. Have, yeah. That's just, you know, it suits me. Um, right. That, that's some, something that I've chosen about. I, um, it, it, this came out of the work um, with Luminate and working with, um, in a dementia context, throughout the pandemic, we... we I gathered together um, eight choir leaders and song leaders working in Scotland and we just had a little monthly check-in online on Zoom throughout Mm. the pandemic because we were all faced with you know very you know great challenges of how to work what to deliver how to do it to do it at all you know and yes yeah looking after ourselves in that way and there was that that monthly gathering was a really was a really one of the most valuable strategies of you know surviving the complexities of the pandemic so mm. i'm just i'm genuinely interested in gathering the song leaders and the choir leaders across scotland to ask that question of them it is like what it is what what is it that you need T- tell us what you need and then we as a as a larger group will see if we can make that happen yep again it's agency autonomy and mm. you know showing giving people a space to you know make their their own decisions yes yes and looking to the future for your projects in the future for singing for health or what would you like to see what's your sort of ideal it's a very exciting time so there is a there's a, a wonderful new project which is a singing for health network which is uh, kind of kicked off in the last two years which is yes, run by academics in... and practitioners working in Edinburgh University and Glasgow University so that's really quite exciting um, I think we are all just poised at that kind of post-pandemic place when we're all asking questions what is the best thing for us to do now now that things seem to be opening out in terms of Illuminate and the Dementia Inclusive Singing Network, we'll be rebuilding an in-person training programme and also a, a distance training programme 
Scotland is a vast country, you know, so mm. there are lots of people working across the islands and the yes. highlands. But we know um, we're just doing that um, auditing now. We know that people are desperate to get together and yes. to train in the same space and to share um, what they've learned. Mm. Um, we made a, some really interesting resources, singing resources, um, mm. through the Dementia Inclusive Singing Network during the pandemic when we were living in extreme isolation. Yes. Um, so we made a, we made some resources that was um, brought together in a pack called Travel These Ways um, that have been hugely successful and mm. they're being used across the world. Now we, we're getting lots of um, little social media chat about a choir, you know, popping up in, in the US and one in Germany and they're, you know, they're finding their way to these resources. So I think there's, um, I'm interested in trying to find a way to do that in a, in, in a more international context. Fantastic. Um, and where would where would you know our our listeners are practitioners and um, a, a lot of practitioners and choir leaders um, as well as researchers and um, health professionals. Where could someone find those resources? Those resources. Mm. So I'm just going. The resources are singing dot luminate scotland dot org. Singing dot luminate scotland.org and the pack is called travel these ways right um and it was designed for people to be able to access it at home or on a tablet or on a tv so they are designed to be you know as useful and as portable for people when meeting you know just wasn't possible so trying to recreate that kind of social interactive kind of face-to-face eye level um, kind of communicative singing experience. Mm. So, so sorry, just to clarify that. about those resources, are they for practitioners? Are they for people living with dementia? Are they? Are they both? They are both, and oh. they are not. Ex- they are not exclusively both. But what is interesting in, uh, about them and the things that things that I I try to to um, embed in them. So we have three three choir leaders taking us through the teaching of the song, as mm. you might do in a kind of a ten minute session. Okay. Um, and then you have that choir leader modelling the song with you as it's being sung with the lyrics kind of sc- scrolling across. And in that moment, you are mo- you're modelling the sort of communicative leadership style in mm. terms of pacing, hand signalling and mm. talking about the music and sort of breaking up the, the, the rhythm of things. So there's a little bit of kind of soft, soft, there's a kind of a soft education for yes. song leaders who are interested in just, you know, reflecting on their own practice. Mm. Um, and it was interesting, I gathered a, a, some people together, choir leaders who had used the resources, and I talked about this idea, this idea that they were for them as well. And they suddenly went, oh, of course they are. Yes. <laughs> and I've learned things from that just yes. by watching and witnessing how you set it up. Mm. Um, so maybe I just we just need to be a bit more explicit about that. Yes, we can do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Song leaders, go and watch those. <laughs> well, it sounds as well with dementia inclusion. I mean, it, inclusion is inclusion, really, isn't it? And it people really don't is. necessarily have one particular health issue. And if you are um, experiencing dementia, you may well also have a carer who will be bringing other issues as well. Yeah. Yeah. Inclusion, you know, if you address inclusion and you and you ask the questions about what access really means, then it makes the work better for everybody. Yes. I think. 
Yes, I, I do completely agree with that. So anyone who's interested, that's singing.luminatescotland.org. .org, and you're looking for Travel These Ways, which is Travel the These Ways. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And just finally, Stephen, would you talk me through now your go-to exercise go -to. or warm-up <laughs> or something like that, something practical anyway that our listeners could take away or explore? I will, but I'm yeah. going to preface this by saying it has always been very important to me to bring something new into the space almost every time I work, <laughs> which is a real challenge. And yes. I think it's really important for me because I feel that there's something new in the room that I haven't done before, that nobody's done before. That's very, it's a very democratizing kind of idea. Mm. So lots of, lots of the kind of go, lots of the warm up things I do or the introductory things I do, I've never done before and a lot of them don't work. <laughs> <laughs> However, we, we celebrate that in the spirit of let's have a go at this because I just made it up. Let's see if it works. Um, so I would, encourage, I, would encourage, <laughs> I would encourage somebody just to do that because I just think it's a good challenge. Mm. Um, always challenge yourself. Yes, so I use the physical body a lot when I work and for sure in any kind of inclusive setting, we always orientate ourselves in space through the physical body, through our breathing, through eye contact, through mm. saying hello with your whole body, not just with your voice. Mm. The material that I've that I would, if I had to do something tomorrow for a group that I didn't know, I would yes. go to some classic material and then treat it in a very um, irreverent way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, and, and those things that are, that connect both to, to the body and emotion and storytelling. So I'm a kind of a storytelling song leader. Everything has got to be about narrative. Mm. Um, the uh, Chariots of Fire, which is the na, 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 na. Yes, that thing yes. that is in everybody's uh, kind of musical iconography yes. suddenly gets you into body movement and shh, 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 shh. <laughs> yes. so you bring all of that thing into your body where you're moving you're um, <clears throat> connecting you're racing um, you've got lots of energy and you're and you're bringing those big hearted vowels out um, so that's one that i do and i would just uh, yeah there has been a moment. Talk me through it. Talk me through, oh, it. Talk I'm you your, through I'm, it. Yes, I'm your guinea pig. Okay, you are. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's you and me. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So I'm a, I'm a group. <laughs> you're a group. So let's just start. Let's just start with that. We've just remembered how Zoom works. It's just not, <laughs> yeah. it's not asynchronous, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. Sadly, not. <laughs> So, uh, so we're all going to do that and we're in our bodies. We're going to find that rhythm. So we're pulsing in the one and the arms are going exactly. So you are the sprinter on the beach and your eyes are looking forward and you can see exactly. You can see in that slow finish line and you can take it into. So why don't you, Ruth, in your yes. own rhythm, bring in the, <laughs> bring in the shh, 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 into your body and put that into your rhythm as well. Very good, great. I'm, I'm conducting on Zoom. <laughs> Back to the old days. Yeah. And we're, just, we're not going to use the words. We're just going to use those vowels. And I'm just going to do a na. So if you just want to find that na in your face, exactly. Nah. There's where it sits. Na, 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 na. I'll sing it. You sing it back. Na, 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 na. 
Na 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 na. You can really drop that chin if you want, and see where that ah sits. Yeah. Ah. So maybe you need to unlock your. Mm, I do. <laughs> yeah. Find out where that that uh, that mandible sits. Just give it a little yeah. poke around. Na 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 na. That finishes with a really long note. Try that one. Na 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 na. And we repeat the first one. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. And another beautiful long note at the end. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. So you can then get one little group to do this. Shh, 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 shh. And you get everyone's on their feet if you're happy on being on your feet. And we've got the arms swinging. So all the, your whole entire upper body is moving. Your intercostal muscles are doing what they need to do. You're getting a lot of brightness in your face. And then you've also got that storytelling of the race, which I think is very powerful. Mm. And that is fantastic. That is, um, oh, well, I'll definitely be using that. Please do. <laughs> I love that as well. It's so lovely being led. <laughs> <You know? laughs> We're so used to doing it ourselves. It's really lovely having someone else do that for us. Stephen, thank you. Thank you so, so much. That has been really, really fascinating. Loads to take away, which is really, really wonderful. Thank you very, very much. You're very welcome. It's been really nice to chat about it. <laughs>